Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm your host, Ted Odorico, and normally joining alongside me here every Tuesday morning is none other than uh, Legends Tour player and LPJ professional Cindy Miller, but Cindy is off this week. Uh, she's actually, I think, believe, on her way back now from Florida, uh, where she was attending uh, a meeting for the uh, LPJ uh, teachers and club professionals, I believe, and it was uh, in, in lieu of her recent uh, um nomination, if you will, to uh, being the president of the Northeast chapter. Um, and actually, she uh, is now going to be the president uh, for, I think it's two years. I'm not sure how long the the uh, uh, job entails, whether it's just a, for a year or for two years, but she's uh, been off and, and uh, this through the weekend and uh, coming back uh, today sometime. So she wasn't able to uh, be back in time to join me uh, on the show this morning, so we're certainly going to miss her. But uh, next week she'll be coming back. Uh, in addition to a great guest, uh, she'll be uh, coming back to continue on her uh, series "Own Your Game" uh, from her Own Your Game Academy. So we'll look forward to that. So uh, we're certainly going to miss you today, Cindy. But uh, as always, uh, enjoy your your uh, commentary and your input into the program. Uh, and it is certainly going to be missed this uh, this week. But I uh, look forward to having you uh, coming back and joining me next week. So uh, as I said, Cindy won't be with us uh, this morning, but uh, she will be back next Tuesday uh, here on the Women of Golf Show. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, we are live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, best way to find us, of course, is go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf uh, or just go up into uh, – the link uh, blogtalkradio.com and up in the search key, you can just type women of golf and that will take you there as well. And uh, as I mentioned, we are live on Tuesday mornings from nine to 10 Eastern uh, in the morning. But for some reason, if you're not able to join us, not a problem, just go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf. And when you get to that main page, if you just scroll down, you'll see uh, the on demand section. And uh, so if you're not able to join us live, just go to the on demand section. Uh, all of the, the shows are uh, auto recorded. So if you, want, if you can't join us live on Tuesdays, not a problem. Just go to that page, and uh, when you get to the on-demand section, you can go and, and pick up any of the shows that you may have missed and listen to the recorded uh, version. So uh, we hope you'll do that for those of you that can't tune in in the mornings. Um, also, you can go to uh, iTunes.com for those of you that uh, use iTunes a lot, and just go into the podcast section and type in Women of Golf as well, and uh, you can also listen to the show through that. Uh, we'd always love to take your calls. Uh, we would love for you to uh, to join us uh, in the mornings here on Tuesdays, uh, and you can do so by calling area code 347-945-5855. And feel free to uh, comment on any of the shows that we've been doing, uh, or if you have questions for Cindy and I uh, about your golf game or 
or just general questions about golf, we would be more than happy to take those calls. So again, the number is 347-945-5855. And of course, you can only do that during the live broadcast from 9 to 10 on Tuesdays. Uh, also, you can, uh, if you don't want to call in, if you're a little bit shy, you can uh, email your questions uh, about the program uh, to womenofgolf at gmail.com. That's womenofgolf at gmail.com. And if you're somebody in the golf profession, uh, whether you're a player or uh, a teaching professional or coach, uh, or maybe somebody uh, that's more of an entrepreneur and maybe you've got a great product uh, or a product line that you would like to share with our listeners. Uh, obviously, the show is designed uh, really for the, the women's market, so uh, that's really who we're looking for, but we're certainly willing to have anybody come on the show, uh, male or female. Uh, but again, this program is really designed to grow uh, women's golf. But uh, you can reach out to either Cindy and I, uh, and Cindy's email is cindy at cindymillergolf.com. That's cindy at cindymillergolf.com. And uh, we'll be more than happy to get you into the, uh, the schedule here. Uh, or you can also reach out to me at ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. That's ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. So any way that you want, there's numerous ways that you can get in touch with us. If you're interested in the program, uh, feel free to reach out and we'd be more than happy to help you. And while I'm uh, on the subject um, of programs, uh, for those of you that uh, may be familiar with me already, I host another evening program, Thursday evenings on blogtalkradio.com talk, uh, talk uh, called Golf Talk Live. And uh, that's uh, a two-hour program, Thursday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Central. And again, just go to blogtalkradio.com. And this time up in the search key, type Golf Talk Live, and that will bring you to the main page. And as I said, from uh, 6 to 8 p.m. Central time, or 7 to 9, uh, for those of you on the East Coast, um, is the live broadcast. And the first hour of the show, we actually just started uh, last week uh, with uh, a uh, part of the program that we've been doing for the last couple of years called Coach's Corner. So the first hour of the show uh, is Coach's Corner where it's a panel discussion and uh, I invite a number of different uh, teaching uh, professionals and coaches uh, onto the floor, if you will, and uh, we have a discussion about uh, various different topics or sometimes we'll field some questions uh, from the audience as far as uh, helping their game or maybe just general questions about golf and we try to have that uh, discussion on the panel. We're going to be doing some different things this year uh, just to sort of mix it up. But uh, that's a great discussion to have on Thursday evenings, the first hour of uh, Golf Talk Live. And then the second hour, I have uh, a featured guest that I uh, bring on. And, and again, it can range anything from players to, uh, to coaches and teaching professionals to authors and, and all kinds of entrepreneurs in the golf industry. And uh, it's just a way for me to, to share with uh, not only uh, my fellow golf professionals, but also with the general public, just some of the great people out in the golf industry that maybe normally don't always uh, get heard about or maybe haven't uh, made it onto the Golf Channel as of yet. Uh, some have, of course, many have, in fact, but uh, sometimes uh, they would like to have a voice uh, to to um, to expose uh, what it is that they do. So make sure that you tune in uh, Thursday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Central to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash golf talk live, and you will hear yours truly uh, talking some great uh, things about golf uh, with a, a great panel of, of coaches on the Coach's Corner the first hour. Uh, but thank you for joining us this morning. Got a great show for you today. Um, a little bit later on uh, in the broadcast, I'm going to be joined by a professional golfer, uh, Fiamma Felice, and she is uh, a professional golfer who currently uh, is playing on both the Cactus Tour and also the Symmetra Tour. And uh, she was also on Big Break Florida, I think, two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. In fact, I believe she was the runner-up uh, uh, in a playoff 
on that particular episode. So we're going to talk to her a little bit about that. And then she's going to be joined, of course, by uh, the owner and president of Flirty Golf. That's F-L-I-R-T Golf. Uh, and that is Ashley Dyer. She is the president and owner of that uh, company. And it's a women's golf apparel and uh, they actually just, I believe, just recently launched the apparel line uh, at this year's uh, PJ Merchandising Show, which was just a couple of months ago. And uh, Fiamma and um, and Ashley, of course, uh, work very closely on this. We're going to get some feedback uh, from them on on how it went at the PJ Merchandising Show and and uh, some of the things that uh, you can get uh, in in the uh, apparel line. We'll talk about what their uh, current plans are and uh, what their future plans are as well. So we'll bring them on a little bit. But I thought what I would do, since I've got a few minutes, they're not coming on for probably but another 15 or so minutes. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about something that uh, I actually sort of leaked out a little bit on my other program on Thursday night's Golf Talk Live. And it was really about something that I've been working on for a long, long time, uh, really to help uh, some of the struggling golfers out there. Um, a lot of people, as I'm sure most of you that, that struggle with your game, one of the, the issues that most people are dealing with is, is um, you know, consistency and things like that in their actual golf game. Um, but there are a lot out there that can, you know, hit, hit the ball fairly well, but they just have difficulties travel, uh, navigating around the golf course. So I wanted to talk to you today. Um, I've sort of narrowed it down to what I call the four factors uh, to play your best golf. And I'm going to be coming out in more detail uh, in, in a little bit, but uh, I just wanted to touch base on a little bit since I have the time this morning. And, and the four factors are this. Um, number one is, is position, and I'll explain that in just a minute. Number two is the approach. Number three is recovery. And of course, number four is scoring. And those four factors are factors that you um, really need to use when you're playing, uh, whether it be in your club championship or even playing in a professional event. And I'm going to explain a little bit more of that. You know, we, we've all heard about target golf in the past, you know, hitting to a specific target. And that's really what positioning means. Um, you know, when you're playing a round of golf, one of the, the things most people end up worrying about is whether or not they're getting the club in the right position. They're, they've got a thousand thoughts going through their mind from the very moment they hit the first tee. And that can be very detrimental to your golf game because what ultimately ends up happening is you get so clouded with worrying about having the perfect swing and hitting the ball just perfectly every time, which, you know, as we all know from watching uh, any of the tours, whether it be the men's or the ladies' tours, uh, that just doesn't happen. You're not going to hit every shot perfectly. Uh, there's going to be some bad ones along the way. And there's really these four factors will help put, you, uh, put things in perspective. So I'm going to go through each of them just a little bit, give you a brief description of each one, and then uh, I'll just sort of sum it up. And then uh, by that time, uh, my guest should be available uh, and we'll, we'll continue on with the conversation with uh, Fiamma and Ashley. Um, so number one, as I mentioned, is positioning. And, and really what that means is when you come, whether it be on the first tee or any really hole, is you want to find out, you, you want to have an understanding uh, hole by hole of where you want to position, particularly your tee shot, where you want it to land. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, you're not going to be precise uh, on the dime, so to speak, but you want a general area. So, for instance, if you're somebody uh, that typically uh, either slices or uh, fades the ball a little bit, uh, more often than not, you're going to be playing uh, to the right side of the fairway. And conversely, if you're somebody that either hooks or draws the ball, a lot of times you're going to pull that into uh, the left side of the fairway. Um, and depending on how you line up on the tee shot is going to dictate where the ball is going to go essentially or where it's going to have the outcome. So you can kind of cheat a little bit by, um, you know, if you want it to be more in the center of the fairway and you're uh, typically a drawer of the ball, then you might want to aim a little bit more down to the right side. But regardless of what your shape uh, shot is, 
the thing that you need to really focus on when you're coming up to that first tee um, is you want to f- think about where you want the ball to position. So a lot of times you've heard players talk about, okay, I want to know what my second shot's going to be and sort of thinking a couple of shots ahead. So you want to definitely do that. So when you're looking at a hole, so let's say for argument's sake, if you're playing a par four and it might be, we'll keep the number simple, let's say it's it's uh, about 400 yards, which typically is is around, it's a good length for, for a par four. Um, and, and maybe your drives are averaging about 225 to, to 250 in that range there. So you want to be able to find an area in the fairway that you can hit to that's going to give you the best opportunity to hit your second shot, which is going to be your approach shot to the green uh, or to your, your next target. And so one of the things that you need to do is focus on that position. So you want to look at what's, what's uh, in the area. For instance, you want to land necessarily in the center of the fairway because sometimes that may not be conducive depending on what course you're playing. Some of the courses down here in the south, a lot of times we'll have a, 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 a bunker somewhere near the center of the fairway may come in from the right side. Uh, and, and actually, I've played some courses in Myrtle Beach where they'll actually have a, a bunker that uh, sort of bisects the center of the fairway. So unless you're able to hit over that bunker, um, sometimes you might have to hit short of that. Or the bunker may cover part of the fairway. You may need to hit to a different area. So you want to work on the positioning. You want to, That's what your focus wants to be when you're first coming out is where am I going to position the ball? And once you've done that, then you execute the shot. Um, make sure that you've got a good grip and, and uh, your stance is, is pointing you in that direction. So you're aiming parallel to the target. So if your target is going to be to the left side of the fairway because that's where uh, you need to position your first shot, then you want to aim a little bit to the left side of the fairway and you want your target to be aimed to the left side as well. So you want it to be almost like, as you've heard them refer to as train tracks. So you want it to be parallel to your target line. So once you've hit the shot and you've hopefully landed in that, uh, that first position, now you're setting yourself up um, for a, a good approach shot. So again, depending on your abilities, if you're able to reach the, the, uh, the green in two on this specific shot, now you want to look for your next target. And obviously, if you're able to reach the green, you might want to land on the green. You want to look at the trouble around it. You want to see if there's bunkers immediately uh, either in front of or to either side or even the back of the, the, uh, the green. And you want to find out where the pin is placed, if it's pinned in the, in the back or if it's in the front or the center or left or right, depending on where it is. And you want to set yourself up for your approach. Um, so again, you're sort of a combination of your position and approach uh, shot at this point. Now, let's say for argument's sake, let's back up for a second. And let's say you hit um, your, your tee shot and it didn't land in your ideal position. You landed maybe into the rough or, or into uh, some of the woods, depending on, again, the, the course that you're playing. Then now you're going to hit uh, basically number three factor that's going to come into play, and that's going to be a recovery. Uh, you may not be in a position to, to go for approach. Maybe the, the ball's sitting down in, in a, uh, an overly fluffy lie and, uh, or, or deep in, into the, to the rough, and you don't want to risk... Um, you know, trying to go for the green. So you may have to lay up. So now you're going to hit a recovery shot and that's just going to get you back into play. So again, you're going to look for that position. You're going to look for where you want the ball to go. Uh, and it might be just 30, 40, 50 yards into the fairway, getting you set up for, for a, a, another approach shot. So uh, again, depending on your circumstance, you have to weigh that out. What most golfers do, and this is something that I try to work through with a lot of my corporate golfers is, um, you know, they're focused too much on swing mechanics and on, as I said earlier, on hitting the perfect shot. And the problem with that is they're not really thinking about strategy. And really the four factors that I'm talking about really plays into strategy. And if you have a game plan or a strategy 
when you go out to play your next round of golf, then mentally that's going to help you as well because you're going to have a, a, um, a game plan, if you will, and an idea of how you want to play hole by hole. And that's how most of the pros do it. They may actually have two or three holes in their head and how they want to play each of the holes um, and, and then break their roundup into quarters. They may want to break it up into a couple of holes at a time. It just depends on the individual player and their abilities. Um, some can, can map out the entire 18 in their head um, and just be able to navigate that way. Others like to break it up into pairs, uh, maybe a couple of holes or two or three holes that they'll play at a time, and then they'll sort of reformulate that game plan for the next uh, group of holes. But uh, nevertheless, what you want to be able to do is you want to be able to do that. Um, and again, the approach shot, as I talked about, factor two um, is you want to focus on your approach shot. So again, you want to look at the trouble that's in the area surrounding the green. If you're able to, to reach it in two, then you want to factor in that approach shot and give yourself the best chance of, of scoring and hopefully going for a birdie and at the very least uh, going for par. And number three, of course, as I mentioned, is recovery. And recovery really can apply... If you think of a hole, let's take this hole again, a par four. Um, in, in a perfect world, you're going to hit your position shot, you're going to hit your approach shot, and hopefully you're going to be uh, in a position to score. But there may be situations, as I mentioned, where you might hit your uh, position shot, which is your first shot, and maybe not get the ideal or desired uh, lie that you want. Now you're either in, um, again, depending on the situation, you could be in a recovery mode. So now you're going to recover that shot. So it could be position, recovery, then you're going to go for your approach shot, and then going score. So there's a combination that, that could uh, come into play with, with those four factors. On a par three, obviously, uh, you could be fortunate and you might hit your position shot, landing in a, in a good uh, spot on the green, and might be in a position right away to score. Uh, eliminating recovery and uh, obviously your approach uh, and position shot are, are one and the same in that particular case on a par three. Um, but the idea with these four factors is to give you a specific thing to think and focus on as you're navigating around the course as opposed to about 20 or 30 things. Now you can still have a swing trigger like some people like to um, you know, think of uh, maybe pressing their hands a little bit forward to initiate the backswing. You can still have that as well um, if you've been working with with a professional and maybe they've got some some points that they want you to work on uh, in order to initiate the swing. Uh, by all means, you can certainly do that. But you don't want to cloud your 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 judgment, if you will, uh, with all kinds of swing thoughts and ideas uh, going around the golf course because ultimately what it's going to do is is it's going to confuse you. It's going to frustrate you uh, at the very least, and you're not going to enjoy your round. And I think um, one thing that I've noticed, particularly with female golfers, uh, in addition to male golfers, but particularly with female golfers, being uh, many of them still being fairly new to the game, is they're worried about how they're going to look on the golf course. They don't want to embarrass themselves. So they get so many thoughts going in their head in order to avoid that instead of just actually out there playing the game. And, and ultimately, they're not having fun doing that. So that's something that you want to... Uh, really consider when you're playing that your next round of golf is is put these four factors uh, into perspective uh, again let me just run through them really quick uh, positioning where do you want to position the ball off the tee uh, number two your approach shot where do you want to hit your approach shot uh, to give you the best opportunity uh, for scoring uh, number three it's going to happen uh, inevitably throughout a round of golf uh, your position shot or even your approach shot may not hit the ideal target that you want so now you're in a recovery mode what's what shot are you going to need to give yourself the best chance to get back into either an approach shot uh, or in uh, a scoring position so you want to think of your recovery shot so these things you can work out on the, the driving range as well or, or the practice tee 
you know, when you're when you're um, out there warming up uh, before a round, or if you have some time to go out during the week before you play uh, the next time, and you want to work on your game, don't just work on ball striking and, and working on the fundamentals. Obviously, you want to do those things as well, but allocate some of your time to work on uh, your strategy, if you will. So uh, again, positioning, uh, approach, recovery, and also scoring. Um, if you work on those four factors and keep those uh, as part of your strategy. I guarantee you that you will play better golf. And um, having said that, I'm going to get into more uh, specifics uh, in, in the future about that. But I just wanted to give you a general overview uh, here this morning while I had the opportunity to do so. And I think if you really stick to that, and, and one thing that I found working with a lot of my corporate golfers is that they've been able to um, use that formula, that strategy, if you will, and have actually found themselves playing better golf because they're not thinking about um, whether they're getting into the right position all the time, um, meaning their golf swing, or whether they're hitting the perfect so- shot. They know that if they don't hit the perfect shot, that they have to now go into recovery mode. So how do they recover? And then they execute the shot that they need to get themselves back in, in the proper position. And I think if you focus, as I said, on those four factors, um, you will find that you'll be able to um, not only play better golf, but you'll have more fun doing so. Um, you know, And I'm sure uh, if Cindy was here, she would concur with that. You know, both of us have have seen time and time again as teacher professionals, we've seen so many people out there on the golf course that just really boggle their mind down with so many thoughts and and getting into the swing mechanics and getting into all of the other outside elements that that creep into their mind, and they're just not having fun. And this leads to the frustration, and I think one of the reasons why uh, over the last, uh, you know, few decades you've started to see um, people actually leaving the game, uh, certainly not uh, so much at the professional level, but uh, the amateurs have just become frustrated because they're, they're just not having fun. And we want you to have fun. We want you to get out there. We want you to enjoy um, your next round of golf and every round of golf. And I think if you follow some of the, the tips that we're giving you here, uh, Cindy and I are giving you on the show, I think that you'll be able to do that. So we want to encourage um, particularly the women uh, this morning that are that are listening to the show uh, we want you to to be able to really think about some things that maybe you're struggling with your game, and we would love to hear from you. Um, we truly would. We would love for you to call. That number again is 347-945-5855, 347-945-5855. Uh, or you can email uh, questions or comments to womenofgolf at gmail.com, and we'll be certainly more than happy uh, to answer them here on the air for you. Uh, and you can also, as I mentioned, if, if you're interested in coming on the show, if you've got something to share, if you're in the golf industry, whether, again, a player, a teacher, coach, uh, or an entrepreneur in the game that you want to share uh, your thoughts or viewpoints uh, with our listeners, we'd be more than happy to, to have you on here. We have some great uh, guests that uh, have been coming on the show here for the last uh, couple of years that we've been doing the program. We're into our third year with the Women of Golf show, and it seems to be growing um, uh, each and every week and, and every year, so we're we're all uh, going to continue to bring you this uh, great format. And as I mentioned, we've got some great guests this morning. Uh, Fiamma Felice uh, is going to be coming on here uh, with um, Ashley Dyer. And uh, Fiamma, uh, uh, as I mentioned, is uh, playing currently on the Cactus Tour and the Symmetra Tour. And uh, she was also uh, on the Big Break Florida. And she's going to be joining us here uh, in just a moment, as well as Ashley Dyer. And uh, Ashley is, of course, the owner of... Uh, and president of Flirty Golf, which is a women's apparel line. And they actually just, as I understand, and, and uh, they'll correct me, I'm sure, when they come on, uh, they actually, I believe, just launched this uh, at the PJ Merchandising Show 
at the end of January this year in 2016. So uh, we're going to hear a little bit about that. I'm going to talk to Fiamma, of course, um, a little bit about um, her game and, and uh, where she's at and what her future plans are. And then, of course, Ashley as well is going to join in the conversation and talk about uh, her, her clothing line and uh, what she's currently doing with it and where she hopes to expand uh, as, as time goes on. So we're going to talk to them here in just a few minutes. But remember to tune in each and every uh, Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Women of Golf show. Just as I said earlier, go to blogtalkradio.com, type up in the search key Women of Golf, and that will take you uh, to the home page. And during the live broadcast, of course, that will be at the top of the page. And for some reason, if you can't join us during our live broadcast, just scroll down to the on-demand section. Excuse me while I take a sip of water. And uh, you'll be able to... Um, See the on-demand section. You'll be able to listen to the, the, the previously aired shows that have been, of course, auto-recorded. Um, so you can you can certainly go and listen to them there. And don't forget to join me Thursday evenings from six to eight p.m. Central or seven to nine Eastern time on my other program. Uh, it's a two-hour show, Golf Talk Live. Uh, we've got one coming up this Thursday with a great Coach's Corner panel uh, starting out the first hour, and uh, followed by a great. Um, guest uh, on the second hour so make sure you tune into that that's thursdays from six to eight central or seven to nine eastern time for those of you on the east coast and that's golf talk live going to blogtalkradio.com up in the search key type uh golf talk live and that will take you to that show as well so i hope you can join uh, me on thursday night and join cindy and i every tuesday morning here on the women of golf show so i just got a moment or two here uh that the ladies should be joining me momentarily and when they do i'll bring them on um, but um, remember to tune in, as I said, next week, Cindy uh, Miller will be coming back uh, off uh, a short break and uh, we'll be continuing on with uh, another great segment of her Own Your Game series. And uh, we look forward to, to doing that. And that's really a series that Cindy has put together. We, we did that actually uh, the, the first year that we, we started the program and went into some specific, uh, there were I think about 12 versions of it or 12, uh, sorry, 12 uh, segments to it and talked about everything from the mental side to the physical side and, and emotional and so forth. And uh, so we're going to talk about, and, and one of the real questions that, you know, really we all need to ask is why, why do we play this game? Are we playing it uh, because we want to be competitive? Are we playing it because we want to uh, just go out and, and uh, maybe have a social uh, aspect to the game and uh, meet new friends or, or uh, maybe it's uh, for business purposes. Maybe we're looking to, um, be able to uh, work uh, with business partners who maybe use golf as a business tool. It's become a great business tool. So that's just a great way to uh, to be able to use golf. And uh, I encourage all of you to tune in every Tuesday morning, listen to the program. We'll do our best to help you. Uh, I see that it uh, looks like the ladies are ready. So let me just bring on uh, Fiamma Felice and uh, Ashley Dyer, and we'll uh, continue discussion this morning on Women of Golf. Good morning, ladies. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good, mor- good morning. This uh, have I got both of you here? Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was uh, an echo or if it was actually two of you. Um, well, good morning, ladies, and welcome to the Women of Golf. And I'm, of course, the host, Ted Odorico. And this week, uh, as uh, I don't know if you had a chance to listen in earlier on, but uh, Cindy, unfortunately, is not with me this morning. She actually had a uh, another engagement. She's part of the um, the uh, LPGA. Uh, teaching and club professionals. She was just elected the president of the Northeast chapter and they had a meeting uh, down in Florida this week. So she's actually on a plane right now as we speak on our way home. So she wasn't able to join us, but uh, I'm going to navigate through as best I can and, and see if we can uh, can have a great show this morning. 
Um, Siyama, I want to start with you uh, just very briefly. So Ashley, if you want to just um, maybe sit tight for a moment or two. And, and Fiamma, I just wanted to sort of maybe expand a little bit about what I talked about. Of course, you were on the big break. You appeared, uh, I think, what, two years ago on the big break Florida? Yes. Right. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Um, obviously, a lot has happened since then. Uh, what did you take away from that experience, do you think? It was amazing. I think I learned a lot about myself and how I handled pressure situations. Um, on the show, you know, you sometimes you only get one shot a day to stay on the show. And if you don't hit it well, then you're going home. So right. I definitely learned how to to breathe and execute some good shots <laughs> during during the whole filming. Um, for 18 holes of golf, if you have a bad hole, you know, you have 17 more to recover. And so it just taught me a lot about staying calm and really helped me learn a lot about my mental game. Yeah, and 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 I I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think it's it was a great experience for you, I believe, because obviously, um, you know, you're you're really in, in many ways starting out your career. Um, you've obviously been playing competitively for a little while now, but um, that was really sort of the first uh, aspect of 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 starting out your career, correct? Yes, I I'd say so. Definitely coming in second and having a good run on the show helped me a lot. What um where are you now in, in your golfing career and, and what are some of your long term goals? Where do you see yourself uh currently and where do you see yourself navigating towards uh in the future? Um well my long term goal is obviously to make it full time on the LPGA. So I'll be taking those steps this year to get there. So I'll start playing in some practice tour events, some symmetric tour events and um go to play in some Monday qualifiers for the LPGA. And just kind perfect. of work my way towards towards there, yeah. Right, perfect. Um, now tell me, um, Ashley, I want to bring you into this as well. And, and Ashley, I'll let you share the story. So how did the relationship between the two of you develop? How did you, um, were you friends from before? Because I know you're both, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, you're both from Oklahoma, is that correct? Yes, yes, we're both in Oklahoma City. Uh, and we actually met it with kind of fate. We were working out with the same trainer, and he obviously knew Fiamma played golf professionally and knew I was developing a women's golf clothing line. Um, so he had us work out together. And that's okay. how we met and kind of built a relationship from there. Okay. And and Fiamma, obviously, and I want to do this to, to lead into the, to the clothing line, obviously looks and comfort are important when you're playing competitive golf. You have to be comfortable out there, but you also want to be uh, stylish in that. So that's obviously important to you when you're out playing on the tour, correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, and and yeah, obviously, the, do, this is sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, son. <laughs> what, what I was what I was going to say was, you know, obviously, you want to number one, you want to look uh, nice when you're out in the golf course. You want it to be comfortable, but you you want it to to feel good when you're out there as well, because there's nothing worse than than you know playing in a competitive round and you're uncomfortable. The clothing, for whatever reason, just is not fitting well or it's just not comfortable. Uh, that becomes a distraction. So this is where, obviously, this relationship has, has benefited you as well as a player. So, Ashley, I, I want to jump to you real quick, and I want to ask you, first off, how did you come up with the name uh, Flirty? <laughs> you know, it's funny because I've been asked that question several times, and I really cannot remember. I just remember developing the line and looking at the designs and having all these great ideas, but not a great name. 
and I just racked my brain and racked my brain, and somehow it just came to me eventually. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Well, it's a it's a great idea because you know one of one of the things and, and Cindy and I have talked about this on the show is you know part of growing the game is is not just dealing with the people that are already in the game that have been playing for a number of years and I'm, and I'm not just talking about seniors and that but I'm talking about um, you know people in their 40s, 50s, and beyond that have been playing golf for a number of years. We want to attract a younger demographic into the game, and this is um, from all intents and purposes, this is really I believe sort of one of your your focuses on is to get particularly the younger females interested in golf and one of the ways to do that of course is through fashion so um, let's talk about when you first officially launched the line and then Ashley um, maybe you can talk about um, maybe some of the ways that you're trying to differentiate yourself from some of the other women designers out there so talk about when did the the line launch and and, uh, and then we'll go from there um, so the line launched actually to the public at the PGA show at the end of January of this year. Uh, that was our official, I guess, launch to everyone. However, uh, Fiamma's been wearing the clothing uh, in tournaments for the last year through development so that we could, like like you were discussing earlier, make sure that the fit was perfect for playing, make sure that the clothes were comfortable, right. and make sure that they were functional Uh you know, I'm an amateur golfer. I I golf all the time, but I'm not a great golfer. So I really needed right. a professional opinion to help direct me and give me guidance in, you know, what what she needed and what other women would expect. Right, and and that's that's a, a really an interesting point because as we know from even seeing on the the men's tour now with players like Ricky Fowler and some of the other ones that are really sort of stepping out and being a little bit more fashion forward. It's obviously the younger players that are doing that. So you, you have to be able to create an atmosphere that's going to want to attract new golfers. And, and I see that in, in your line. Again, obviously you're, you're catering to the women's market, but you're trying to really cater to a younger women's market, I believe, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because that's where really the game is going to uh, continue to grow. I mean, people that are already playing are playing the game, but if we want to get to some of the newer uh, potential players out there, we have to find a way of, of bringing them in. So how do you tr- how do you feel you're going to differentiate yourself? Because as you saw down at the PGA show, ladies, this year, uh, there are other women designers out there that are in the market. Um, what do you think you're going to do differently, and how are you going to sort of keep uh, competitive uh, in that market? Absolutely. So one of the aspects of flirty golf, I think, would be our actual design of our, our tops, especially. Um, I feel like and this, of course, is just my personal opinion, but I feel sure. like golf clothing has become so outlandish as far as the patterns and the prints right. because the actual design has not changed. You have a polo, and then you have a sleeveless polo. Right. So what Flirty Golf did and what we did was we designed tops that have a little bit more fashion and a little bit more style. So we have racerback tops that are backless. We have halter tops that are for golf but will help you to lose your golfer's hand. Uh, So we really looked at the design aspect versus just trying to put an outlandish pattern on there. Also, back to function, we're the first women's golf line to put a pouch in the bottom of every top that we make. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, I put extra balls in there. Like I said, I'm not great for Fiamma. It's more scorecards and things like that. Um, (laughs) So that kind of, I think, sets us apart. Um, I mean, looking at our pictures, I think – you can obviously tell the design aspect is totally different than anything anyone else has done. So, you know, it 
it, we do cater to a younger demographic from the pictures that you look at. You would think that, but you would be surprised to learn that most of my customers are probably mid-50s or 40 wow. or over. Now, yes. I noticed yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I noticed. I noticed, too, in the line, I mean, obviously, I've, I visited your website, and, and I'll let you very quickly in, in a moment uh, read that out so that uh, after the show, people want to go and, and have a look at uh, the line and, and hopefully uh, make some orders. Um, I, I noticed, too, that there were a lot of similar, similarities to um, sort of the tennis aspect of as well in your skirts, particularly very similar to what you see in, in tennis, which is very popular with women. You see a lot of women wearing that of all different ages, of course. And I see there's a little bit of that in there as well from the traditional shorts that we've seen for, for or skirts that we've seen on the golf uh, scene. So, Fiamma, let me ask you this, um, because you've had access, mm-hmm. I'm sure, over the years to, to different uh, products out there. What are some of the things that you like about this particular line, maybe compared to some of the competition out there, uh, obviously in addition to what uh, Ashley just mentioned? Yeah, definitely. Um, the squirts are so comfortable. I think in the past all the girls were wearing Lululemon. And one of the things that I think for me is, and, and I think for a lot of people is important, is the, the waistband on the squirt. And compared to the legs, the <coughs> built-in spandex that are underneath, they have um, the elastic that sometimes is really tight compared to the waistband. So the waistband may fit really well, but then the legs are extremely tight. So during, like, the product testing, um, you know, they were samples, obviously, so they were going to fit a little tighter. But uh, I called Ashley and I said, okay, you know, I can't feel my legs, so (laughs) (laughs) we need to uh, loosen up the elastic bands underneath. So she did great with making a waistband that fits all age demographics. So if you like wearing it lower on your hips, you can do that. If you like wearing it, um, you know, up to your belly button, you can wear it that way. And uh, the legs fit, you know, she loosened up the elastic. I think, what did you say, Ashley, an inch and and three quarters. And three quarters. So it gave, um, gave a lot more room to work with there, which is really nice. Also, there is a pocket on the uh, Sandic shorts underneath as well. And uh, for tennis, it's upside down so that the ladies mm-hmm. can put the ball up under the skirt. For right. Ashley, she did it where it was it's right side up. That way we can just, you know, if you want to put a ball in there, some of the girls, we put a ball in there. Um, you can do it that way as well. And it won't fall out. Right. Now, Ashley, let me ask you something. When, when I look at this line, one of the things that I've noticed compared to, and, and you hit it right on the head earlier about some of the patterns that you see in golf. Traditionally, when you look at women's golf wear, um, and, and I'm, you know, women obviously can certainly wear everything uh, anywhere, anytime. But when you look at most of the lines out there, again, it's sort of the typical um, you know, sleeved polo and, and non-sleeved polo shirts. If somebody's wearing that outfit, you know right away that they're probably playing golf or, or maybe tennis, but they're, they're in some sort of activity. But your line seems to different, uh, differentiate itself a little bit because really some of your outfits, if somebody wanted to wear that outside of uh, you know, the sport itself, they could do that and not feel like they're looking like they're dressed for golf, correct? Absolutely. I'm so happy that you picked up on that. <laughs> that was really oh, hey. uh, important <laughs> to me. <laughs> Uh, I'm a, I'm a mom and right. I have four dogs and I have a business. And so I have a lot of things going on. And of course I love to golf. 
so I don't have time necessarily to change my outfit before or after a round. So I really wanted pieces that you could wear throughout the rest of the day, and you didn't feel like you had to explain yourself on why you were wearing what you were wearing um, or feel like you were out of place. Um, And then also, as far as bringing in younger girls into the game, um, you know, I started playing when I was 19, and I quickly found out that there were not a lot of options and things that I wanted to wear. However, whenever you play for the first time, you don't have an outfit laying around. So you're a couple hundred dollars into an outfit for something that you haven't even tried yet and maybe you won't like. So at least with a lot of our pieces, you can wear them for something else. You're not going to feel like you're wasting money if you try a sport and you don't like it. Right, and and, and that's why I mentioned that because, like I said, particularly with the tops, I mean, the tops are very – I mean, of course, I'm a guy, so, you know, what do I know about style, but – um, you know, if you look at, well, I know a little bit, I just don't do it. But anyways, um, you know, when I look at some of, when I look at some of, some of the tops, um, that you have, I could, I could very easily see, and, and I'm sure have seen, um, you know, women that can, you know, change from the wearing the skirt or, or, or some other, uh, of the, you know, the, the other parts and have that as an accessory and, and maybe put on some other outfit you know, whether a traditional skirt or something like that, and that top would fit in and nobody would be the wiser that they just came from the golf course. So I like the fact that there's a versatility because that's one complaint that I think a lot of women have is that they, they sort of get labeled into a box, you know, if they're going to play, whether it be golf, tennis, or whatever sport, that they sort of get put in. And, and golf is is a great sport and there are some great aspects to it, but you don't always want to look like you just left the golf course. You want to be able to, to quickly uh, change without having to change everything uh, and be able to go to the next part of your, your day, whether it go into evening or afternoon and do some other function, as I said, without looking like you just walked off uh, the 18th green. And I think you've, you've captured that very well. So I, I want to ask you, Ashley. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to ask you as well, I, I alluded to the fact that, you know, obviously um, I think one of the ways to grow this game is to go after some of the, the younger women out there. And even though you are getting other women uh, approaching that, was your design when you first started out really to go after that market or you were just going after the women's market in general? It was honestly so I had something to wear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I wanted to capture the market in general, but really I I struggle with – I'm not a professional golfer, and I struggled for years trying to find women to even play around with. I ended up playing with my husband and his friends most of the time, his male friends. And then as I got more involved in the sport, I realized there just weren't a lot of women who played. And then as I, you know, started a family, I realized, wow, this is like a great sport that I could actually play with my son. There aren't a lot of sports a mom and a son can play with, you know, play together and actually, you know, I I don't have to sit on the sidelines. Um, Right. So it hurt me to see that there weren't a lot of women involved and that the younger generation you know, men included, it was hard to get people on the course. So I really want to do my part to try to help, you know, keep the game alive and get younger people involved uh, because it is such a great sport. It really is. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you're right. You know, you know, traditionally, you know, moms uh, and and no pun intended, but, you know, they, you hear the old adage, uh, soccer moms, and that's pretty much, you know, what, uh, what people visualize when they're helping, you know, g- getting involved with their children is, you know, coming to the soccer games and that. But, you know, as a mother, you don't want to have to be running up and down the field playing soccer 
um, you know, you might do it a little bit, but that's something that can be very tiresome, especially after you've been looking after uh, your kids all day long. And I don't know what age your, your, your children are, but if they're little ones, then obviously, you know, they have a lot of energy and they want to get out and do things. And golf is a great way that you can kind of have a little bit more relaxed attitude. It's more of a thinker's game than really a physical game. And uh, it, it can be challenging both for you and obviously for, for your youngsters. But um, I, I like the fact that the way you're approaching this, because, uh, again, you're not necessarily targeting one specific dem- demographic in the women's market, um, but at the same time, you recognize there needs to be growth in the game. So what's been some of the feedback so far that you've gotten both um, you know, from uh, some of your customers? What's been sort of the feedback, and, and has there been uh, some suggestions on other things for you to do? Uh, a lot of the feedback has been so overwhelmingly great, which is, you know, obviously starting a new business, a new company, that's a fear that you naturally have. Um, our material, I think, has been one of the biggest compliments that I've received just because it is so durable and comfortable and so perfect for the game. Uh, in Oklahoma, a lot of times in the summer, we're playing in 100-plus degree weather. So, right. you know, making sure that I had the perfect material on all the clothing was greatly important to me. Also, um, kind of hitting on the women's side, a lot of our designs, when you look at them, women would say, well, how are you going to play in that? What kind of bra are you going to wear? We took the, mm-hmm. we actually just took that problem out. We have built-in bras on all right. of our tops, so it's one less thing to have to worry about. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's perfect. You know, and, and they're comfortable, and Yama and I both wore them to make sure that they were going to be perfect for what women need during the right. game. Uh, also, a lot of women have been very surprised on the fit of our skirts. Um, mm-hmm. I did not use models when I was developing the line. Um, I think there are more real women who golf than models, so clothing and the fit of the clothing was developed on real women, right. women of all shapes and sizes, uh, and by a golfer, not by a designer who, you know, has never golfed before. <laughs> right, and and I noticed, yeah, I noticed on your website, uh, Fiam, I believe you're one of the the models on the site, and and actually, I think are are you not, or maybe I'm mistaken, but you're actually in a few of the shots as well, are you not? Uh, I am not, but we did have a, a lot of blonde girls, and I'm blonde, so I, was, I kind of end up. Okay, on my that's, <laughs> well, that's that's where the confusion confusion got in, I guess. But but yeah, no, they you know they they look great in the outfits and that. Um, now, you guys were down at the PGA show. Fiamma, obviously, you know, you've seen a lot of different things out there and that, and you're trying to, to, to help, uh, you know, get the, that line out here and that. Did you learn anything while you were down at the show from, from walking around that, that is going to help, um, you know, both you and, and Ashley down the road um, in, in future developments? Were there things that you saw that, hey, I, I think this is something that uh, could be a, a adapted here as well? And, and if so, maybe give us an idea of some of the things that you, that you saw while you were down there. Yeah, um, I think, you know, we have some big plans going forward, obviously, that uh, we'll, you guys will find out about in the future. Okay. But, um, <laughs> I think just the main thing that sets Ashley's line apart from other lines is the versatility of it. And right. just being able to have that, that fashion out on the golf course. And, um, you know, the pieces are versatile where you can throw on a long sleeve over the polo and, and right. still look preppy and cute. And, um, you know, like she said, run run and grab your kids from school after you get off the golf course or go work out. I know 
I work out mm-hmm. in a lot of the a lot of the talks. So it's just it's a great line for all different activities, and you're not spending two hundred dollars on an outfit that you can't wear, you know, outside of the golf course without looking like like crazy. So <laughs> um, right, it's just it's a great line, and I think that's what really sets it apart from everyone else. Yeah, I know when I was done, I didn't make it down this year, unfortunately, but when I was down previously um, and, you know, I saw some of the other women designers and, and don't get me wrong, there were some great designs, very interesting. Certainly it outshines the men's designs. I can tell you that from personal experience. Um, I'm kind of getting tired of it, looking at the same, you know, um, styled polos and, and colors and, and combinations and patterns. I wish they would come out with something a little bit different. But anyways, that's that's another that's another show. But, um, you know, one, one of the things that I did notice, and, and Ashley, you mentioned this in the beginning, was there were a lot of patterns. And, it, again, it's great maybe for on the golf course, but it, it didn't lend to a versatility off the golf course. And I can see where a lot of women may not want to or just doesn't, it doesn't mesh in with, with some of the other things they have in their closet, um, you know, to be able to wear outside of that. So it's either golf or nothing. And, um, you know, the other thing I wanted to ask, and I know you, you maybe don't want to get into specifics. Um, I, I kind of uh, uh, got that impression from Fiamma um, that, you know, you have some other big plans in that. But can you, are, are there other areas like maybe other golf accessories in addition to the clothing aspect that you're considering or you've been looking at? And, and if you don't want to give any specifics out, that's fine. But is that something in your wheelhouse that you're thinking about for down the road? Uh, absolutely. I actually um, I have a patent pending right now. So, that might have been okay. one of the things she was hinting at. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was just another one of those things that came from <laughs> necessity. Uh, that's why I developed the line was necessity. I needed clothes to wear <laughs> that I liked. And so, uh, you know, in the future there may be other accessories, but I know this one this one device in particular we're working on, and uh, it'll work in with our clothing that we have now, there are a couple pieces in there that are kind of hidden that work along with this thing. So Perfect. It, it'll be really cool whenever we can divulge all that information. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what, when you, when you do, let me know, and, and we'd love to have you uh, come back on and, and, uh, and share that with us. But, um, you know, I, I look at it this way, and, and this is why I enjoy doing what I'm doing here with the program, is it gives me an opportunity to see where some of the minds are going in development. And there's a lot of great ideas coming out right now uh, in, in golf and with a lot of young entrepreneurs like yourselves. And, and Fiam, obviously, I know you're out playing on the tours, Nat, and you're focused more on the playing aspect of golf, but you've sort of lent your, lent your voice, if you will, to Ashley um, in, in this area. And, I, and you know, I, I applaud you for doing that. And, you know, one of the things that I, I truly believe that if we're going to grow this game one of the big markets that has to be developed that really is not being developed, in my opinion, to its full potential uh, is the women's market. So the more young women, Ashley, like yourself and, and Fiamma, that are out there exposing um, their ideas and their, their thoughts and views um, and letting other women know that, hey, this sport is for us as well. It's not just the professionals that go out and play, but it's for the everyday women out there as well. I think you know, kudos to both of you uh, for doing that. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you, and thank you for what you're doing for women's golf as well, and, and well, getting a voice out there. Well, I appreciate it, and thank you. And, and you know, as I mentioned earlier in the show, you know, Cindy and I try to. Um, I, I wish, unfortunately, Cindy had been available today uh, for, for to join the discussion because I know she would have had a lot of questions as well. And I'll make sure that the next time you guys come on, that she's here. 
Um, but, um, you know, one of the things that we try to do is really open up people's eyes. And I know talking through a number of people up in the Northeast, particularly, um, obviously there's a lot of uh, big population in New York and New Jersey and, and other areas in the Northeast. And there's a lot of people up there that, of course, that are involved in golf that are trying to grow the game, particularly in women. So I can think of a number off the top of my head. And one of the biggest complaints that they've had, and I'm sure you saw a little bit about this at the PGA show, is that there really wasn't a lot available. Now, PGA is obviously different uh, merchandising show I'm talking about, but some of these other different trade shows and things going on, there really wasn't a, a very big representation towards the women's market. So it, it kind of lends to, you know, if you want to grow that market, then you have to bring in more people like yourself, Ashley and, and Fiamma, to come in and be able to talk about women's golf. If you want to do that, you can't just have all the men's accessories or the men's lines or the you know discussions about men's golf. You have to have women's golf as well. Um, do you see this line, Ashley, as something that you want to work into uh, women for that want to play for from a corporate standpoint? Obviously, a lot of women executives now in the in the picture. Are you going to try and go after that market a little bit as well? Yes, absolutely. That's in the works uh, as well as just the everyday golfer and the professional golfer, like you said. Uh, we really want to capture just women's golf market. And right now, unfortunately, it's not the biggest, but there's so much potential and there's so many women who play and don't have options. And that's just what, like you said, there weren't a lot of options for women. And I want to be an option for women and grow the game as well. If, and I really I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't want to exclude any part of the market sure. share as far as women's golf. Uh, and I just want to grow with women's golf and really listen to the customers and get feedback and develop a fashionable and very, very functional line. You know, it, it can't just be cute. So Right. Yeah, well said. And, and I noticed that you, you – you got a, a section on your website um, that you have a blog. You've got a, a, you know, some posts on there. Um, are you going to open up that? And, a, and a, Yeah, I know. Well, hey, you know what? It's just developing and it, that's got to grow. But are, are you going to try and uh, maybe use that forum through the site or through other areas to allow some of the, the women out there to sort of give you feedback? I think that would be a great way to open up the, the doors, if you will, for some conversation for you guys to be able to say, hey, you know, we want to hear from you. What, you know, what do you want to see you know what direction would you like to see are you you know do you like what you're seeing so far what changes in other words get a dialogue going back and forth between you and some of the customers out there is that something that you are also going to try and incorporate into your uh, into your business model absolutely uh right now we are developing our team of brand ambassadors and um each each girl that comes on with us will also have a blog as well. So that will give a little bit more platform. I don't have, unfortunately, the time uh, now to be able to blog as much as I would like. So bringing in the other girls who also have different – are in different different aspects of golf, professionals, more mm -hmm. amateurs, uh, et cetera, and letting customers interact with them as well is great because I can observe from the outside and, and see it in a different right. way than I would if I were necessarily – the one interacting back and forth too. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's part of our plan as well. And all their blogs will be on our website uh, linked into that, so you can easily connect to the brand ambassadors and and talk to them. Perfect. Um, now, obviously, 
you know, as, as time goes on, you're, you're going to get busier and busier in that and, and adding some additional help, if you will, is, is going to become necessary. Where is the, where are the clothes? Um, I mean, you're designing them, I know, but where are they being produced now? Are they here in the United States being produced or are you looking at outside markets to, you know, with, with the cost factor involved to, to help that? Um, where do you see it going uh, in that area? Uh, so currently we're manufactured in Los Angeles and California. Um, just I thought if I could help with jobs, I felt like I was doing sure. my civic duty. And yeah. um, I knew that there was a cost factor in there, but I thought that in my mind I could justify paying a few more dollars for something if I knew that I was helping you know, with jobs and the economy, et cetera. And right. so that's my plan for now. Um, I would like to stay here as long as possible, but, you know, you can't really predict the future per right. se. Um, well, right, and you want, you want to be able to um, do things. I mean, in addition to offering, um, you know, clothing that's going to fit, be cost, you know, conscious, obviously, in, in this economy that we're dealing with now, People are very, you know, counting their pennies, if you will. So you have to be cognizant of that. But at the same time, you don't want to sacrifice quality um, necessarily for, for pricing. So you want to be able to make sure that you're offering a good brand. So I think that's very smart that you're keeping it in-house for, for a number of reasons. The quality is good, but also, um, you know, you're helping grow your own economies here in the United States. So I think that's fantastic that you're doing that. Um, let's very quickly let uh, the folks know where they can go. I mean, obviously, they, you have a website. So what's the website? Um, and how else can they go about getting in touch with you if they need to? Okay, absolutely. Thank you. The website is www.flirte, which is F-L-I-R-T-E-E, golf.com. And um, you can order product on there. You can reach me through the website and Fiona through the website. Uh, and also several country clubs are carrying the line that would be a lot to name off all of those, but okay. <laughs> hopefully we'll be, you know, in local markets available to everyone soon. Uh, we're definitely in several now, so. Well, I mean, I think it's incredible, you know, in the in the short time since you've really officially launched this last January, you know, how much headway you've made already. I've seen lots of things um, on social media. Um, about the products, a lot of very good feedback uh, already in such a short period of time. So I, I know that it's going to be very successful. And uh, and Fiamma, I, I'm going to give you the last uh, few words here, if you will. Um, something that I was reading um, while I was scanning through your profile. Uh, obviously, your father is a big part of, of golf uh, with you as well. And I know that he's a big supporter. Um, does he often get to attend some of the tournaments that you're playing in when you do play? Um, or is he... Um, sometimes I, I know obviously he's getting up there in age like the rest of us, but, uh, yes. does he get, does he get a chance to come out and, and sort of root you on or, or does he have to sort of from the sidelines? Yeah, he comes to the ones that are close. Obviously when, when I play in Texas, he'll come and, right. um, he's been a trooper lately. He's 86. So he's a little older than the rest of everyone. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, he still, you know, he'll walk nine holes at least sometimes wow. 18 because he just can't stand it. Um, he has to be out there, and he'll he'll make himself do it if it's you know <laughs> the death of him. But um, he got to come out to Arizona with me and Caddy in the tournament because he got to ride wow. in a cart. So that was really really cool. Um, trying to get him out there again before you know he's not able right. to anymore. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully this year at some point, and then 
he'll make the close ones again. So. Well, I, I watched – the reason why I brought that up is I watched the video, of course, that you supplied um, when you were becoming part of the Big Break Florida. Uh, and, of course, it was sort of a synopsis of, of uh, your family in that. And uh, he just seemed like a, a wonderful man and obviously looks like he's a great cook too, so that always helps to have a good <laughs> cook. Uh, and, and, of course, he's Italian like me, so, hey, you know, why not? Um, and, and I know one other interesting point I want to mention before I let you ladies go is, uh, Fiam, I know that your name translated is Flame of Happiness. And I saw through the video yes. that you uh, do have a smile all the time and you are obviously a very happy spirit. And I know that you're going to do phenomenal things as, as time goes on, both on and off the golf course. So I want to wish both of you uh, much continued success, both in your careers. Oh, thank you. And, and with thank the line you as so well. Much. And you're certainly welcome to come back anytime. And as I, I promised, the next time you come back, when you've got uh, something that you want to share with the audience, uh, I will make sure that Cindy's here as well. As, as I said, I know she'll have some questions and would love to talk to the two of you as well. So I appreciate you giving your time this morning. Much continued success. And uh, I hope you will be uh, more than happy to uh, come back again in the future. Thank oh, you yeah, so absolutely. much. Thank you. All right. We really you're appreciate well- it. Not a problem. Ladies, uh, much luck, and uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you very much for joining me on the Women of Golf. Thank you. Thanks again. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that was my very special guests, uh, Fiamma Felish and Ashley Dyer. Uh, Fiamma, of course, is a professional golfer uh, who currently is is competing on uh, both the Cactus and the Symmetra Tours and on her way to earning uh, full-time on the LPGA, and I know that she's going to do that uh, here before too long. And, of course, Ashley Dyer, who is the owner-president of Flirty Golf. So make sure that you go to uh, golf.com and uh, you can check out some of the great uh, uh, aspects of her clothing line on that website, and you can actually order right from the website and, and uh, get in touch with her if you have any comments or questions. Um, or maybe some ideas that uh, you would like to see in the future. So make sure you do that, and um, I want to thank them again for joining us, uh, me here this morning on the Women of Golf. So remember to, to keep tuning in each and every week on Tuesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Uh, I look forward, as does Cindy, to helping you grow uh, your game and develop um, both the physical game and also the mental side of the game as well. And speaking of which, as I mentioned, Cindy will be back next week with another great segment of the Own Your Game series. So until then, I'm Ted Oderico, and I want to thank you all for joining me on the Women of Golf show. We will see you next week right here on the Women of Golf. Thank you, and God bless.